Hello, it is new moon night again tonight and it's a new moon in Leo and it's great for manifesting. So listen to today's episode with gratitude and with your ears wide open uh, and your energy ready to receive some like mind bending, mind boggling information about how I'm going to help you manifest those things that you've been wanting. But first of all, uh, I am going to have a bit of a chat about um, just just a, a topic that Laura wanted um, me to touch on today, and it's about um, basically the Karens of the world. You know, those Karens, the ones that are you know seem to be full of self righteousness, and um, I essentially just asked Spirit specific to COVID nineteen and the to mask or to not mask camps and how we manage to somehow just continuously see uh, displays of this um, on social media and even in public. So I'm just going to get deep for a second. Spirit wanted me to talk about what's happening here in terms of the human level as well as the spiritual level and then how we can shift it and how we can get uh, the Karens of the world to chill out when it comes to mask or not to mask. So if we take it to the human level, the ego level, Karens most likely have what we know as a primary need in their life to feel significant. Outside of COVID, it's very likely that these Karens express their self-righteousness, their need for significance in other ways and areas of their life. But now that we're all in the same sort of shared situation, we're seeing the Karens simply spill on over to this debate. And they've always been there. It's just that now we see it as something that we're all kind of globally experiencing. Now, if we go to the spiritual side of things for Karens, the um, I guess if we, it, you know, most Karens probably, I'm not trying to generalize, but I am, I guess, but m- most Karens probably wouldn't be um, spiritually inclined anyway. But if we're looking at the spiritual side of significance, the the understanding and the concept of significance usually uh, is one that we recognize that simply by being our authentic self makes us significant. And that's as far as the need for significance goes. And by being who we are for the people that we love and focusing on our love and our connection and our relationships and our service and our offering and our connection and our contribution, that makes us significant just by being ourselves. Now, when our energies, whether we are spiritually inclined or not so spiritually inclined, when our energies are vulnerable or weakened or exposed and a bit raw, they move out of the spiritual authentic energy, if they had it, um, and they are triggered into these lower vibrational ways to achieve the significance that um, we once you know, we're okay receiving in terms of our contribution and um, our love and our connection. So it's really just a matter of recognizing that all Karens, whether you're on the mask or to no mask camp, all Karens are essentially in survival mode and their ego has taken over and the ego is trying to make the Karen feel okay. And the way that these Karens like to feel okay is by achieving significance. And what better way to achieve significance than insert themselves into a debate that is something that everyone knows about and everyone can talk about and is something that they can pretty much 
take at any point in time. They can take it at home. They can take it at the doctors. They can take it at the grocery store, the gym, wherever they are, they can, they can choose to feel significant in that moment. But ultimately they're stepping into their ego. Now, personally, I haven't had to be in the same space as this energy simply because I don't need to be triggered by uh, people with issues around significance or self-righteous behaviors. But if you are experiencing the back end of a Karen, or if you are the Karen, I want to offer you a new perspective. What is it about you, not them, that is telling the universe to keep triggering you around feeling significant or insignificant? This is where you will find the key to stop it happening. Maybe it could simply be that you don't like the feeling of being told what to do. In which case, Karen is like a blessing, one being sent to you to nudge you to the truth of it all. Now, if this is yours by some miraculous chance, take the time to focus and work on this so you don't need to be triggered over and over. And if you happen to encounter a Karen before you have done the inner work on why it keeps happening to you, one of the kindest things you can do for said Karen and yourself is to accept that Karen is simply feeling the need to feel significant and therefore is feeling the need to survive and is in her ego. And the way to do that for them, the way to help them feel significant in in a way that is much more high vibrational is to step into your higher self and remember who you are as a spiritual being or someone who is trying really hard to raise their vibration and be conscious of that and find another way to gift Karen with significance. Maybe you could comment on their passion, like literally say, I love your passion. To be so passionate must bring you joy. Help Karen to maybe see that her passion isn't bringing her joy and plant a seed that maybe it should or it could. But this comes with a bit of a disclaimer. Please be sure to deliver it high vibrationally and not in your go fuck yourself Karen voice, remembering not to meet the self-righteousness of Karen with your own self-righteousness as well. So I hope that that was short and sweet, but I hope the message hit home in terms of... um, you know, just how we're being triggered. And this can apply to all the different ways that we're being triggered around um, COVID-19 or just in life in general. But I hope it helps. And now we are on to the main show, which is the episode on manifestation. And it's a two-parter, which means that part one, you're going to find out almost the, um, I guess, the groundwork, the foundations of manifesting. And next week, part two, we'll actually get down and dirty into manifesting your deepest and darkest desires bye we're recording now 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 that was actually probably exactly a second was it like you know when people say in a sec that was like legitimately a second i like to be accurate of anything yeah. i delivered <laughs> you promised and you delivered you manifested a second oh my god oh my god hi listeners hi <laughs> Um, we might even leave that in because we were talking about manifesting mm-hmm. and that's today's episode. Probably the first of two, I've just been informed by Trey. Is two that right? Two-parter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say a two-parter. Two? A two-parter. Right. That was... No, a two-parter. 
Oh no, what do they say? It's a two-parter. You're off your face already. She's referencing her her latest favourite podcast called Morbid. So, for those of you who don't know, it's an American podcast about true crime. You can look it up. We're back to us now. Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, everybody. Welcome. Um, yeah, so manifesting part one. Mm-hmm. Tracy's going to run through the five topics, shall we say? The five Steps elements to elements. manifesting. Okay, the importance of them. Get us to understand that first, and then part two will probably be more like a practical, would you say? Yeah, for sure. Like, we're, we're going to, the first the first episode, I think I will explain the five elements and go through them and what the importance of each one is and then go through why this, the order of these elements is crucial and you can't muck it up. Um, and I'm going to use uh, something that Laura has been wanting, which is a new house, a new home, and I'm going to use that as an example and take everyone through it. And then in episode two, we will create the new way of manifesting using all the knowledge that you've learned from episode one. So I want everyone to get a pen and paper because it is literally, I'm feeling almost impossible at the moment to try and describe this and teach this to you in only an audio um platform without a a visual expression of of what I'm explaining. So I'm just going to do the best I can. Um, But if everyone can get pen and paper um, after they've listened to this and sort of write down what they think and, and maybe listen back to it and, and redo it again and just see if they can, you know, make sense of it. And Um, we'll put a little diagram. Yeah, for sure. I'll create one because it, you know, like I know most people like me, like I listen to podcasts in the car on my way to work and when I'm cleaning the house and stuff. So I'm not really sitting down with pen and paper. So this is one of those ones where you might want to hold it till you've got some time to sit down with pen and paper the first time or if you've got time to listen back to it and sit down with pen and paper. Or do your best at listening and then look back at our charts to make sense of it. Yeah. Backtrack, baby. Depends (laughs) on how clever you are. When I listen to Jay Shetty's, he often says, get a pen and paper. I'm like, ah, shit, I'm in the car. <laughs> anyway, I do homework other ways. I yeah, think he even it. says, get the notes out on your phone and write little notes so you can listen to it and tap away. But you can't do that if you're driving on. No. I think that, like, you know, with Jay, one of the things that I know just through doing um, self-development and that sort of stuff as well, that when we write things down, we are, there's a few things that happen. One is we're more likely to get it done and do it, achieve it or we're more likely to manifest it, um, and we're more likely to remember it. Yeah, because so, there's power and energy in writing things down action. in itself. Cool. All right. The five elements of manifesting, Tracy, what are they? Feelings is number one. Thoughts, then visualisation, then action, and then receive. Feelings, thoughts, visualisation, action, and receiving. Uh-huh. And they have to go in this order. Otherwise the result that you get at the end won't be the result that you wanted. It'll be somewhat of a, of a, um, like a, a morphed result. Skewed. Skewed. <laughs> Almost like, like perfect, but it's missing toes. Like asymmetrical <laughs> imperfection. Just like everyone. Yeah. Um, so I guess 
number one is have something clear in your mind of what it is that you want to manifest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess for everyone that's listening right now, just think of something that you've been wanting or that you do want or that you think that you're already manifesting and you're about to find out why you haven't got it yet or how to make sure that you get it quicker. Okay, yeah. So if everyone can keep in mind. Yeah. You might have been wanting and you're wondering why is it not happening. Yeah, you're about to find out why. Oh, I just learnt loads yeah, in about five seconds pre-recording. Yeah. And then you told me to shut up and that we should record it. Yeah, well, you're going to have questions and that's what this is. It's for people. You're, you're supposed to be asking the questions that yeah. everyone else at home that listening is asking. Tracy? Yeah? When you talk about step one feelings, <laughs> <laughs> is that our emotion? Uh, no, not really. Uh, kind of. Um, remember last week's episode how we spoke about uh, vibration? raising your vibration and how I tried to make it really get home to everybody that gratitude was my example that we can't just say in your gratitude journal, write it down. I'm grateful for the sun today because I've got all my washing dry. I'm grateful for time with my family because with COVID things are tight. You can't just say I'm grateful and vibrate at grateful. They don't mean the same thing. So you need to vibrate at the feeling that you say you want to feel in order for it to be legitimate in the universe, in the cosmos. Yeah, so if you're bummed out and you're trying to... Tell yourself that, that you're not. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm bummed out, but I'm, should just, I should just be grateful that I've got my good health. Yeah, so you're not vibrating at good health no. and, and grateful. But you're telling, telling yourself, yourself you should as well, so there's shame in that, so that's... Girl, someone's ah, learning. Yay. And so... But that's a trap we all fall into. Absolutely. It's just human nature and just yep. the way of people feel like just yep. learning how to think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... It's just it's just sloppy and lazy thinking that's not directed and deliberate. And when everyone can get deliberate, mm. focused and intentional about their, their thoughts mm. and their feelings, mm. then their life changes. Like it's a little bit, yeah, misconstrued. Like you, you might even be trying to. I know I certainly um, did in the past as well. Oh, just find something to be happy about, even when you're sad, and that way you bring yourself out of that funk. But it's not like that. No, it's not necessarily sloppy or lazy. It's just you don't even really know what you're doing. You're just trying to do yeah something. Mm-hmm. But we're learning ways to do it efficiently. Yeah. So the feelings part, the step one, is really basically how your vibration Mm. is. Right. So you've got to know where your vibration is at in terms of your emotion and your feeling. That's right. What your tummy's telling you, what your Mm -hmm. heart's telling you. Mm -hmm. Step two, thoughts, is legitimately what you're thinking. But you've got to be very mindful of, am I thinking, okay, I don't want to do this, so I'm going to go, I I don't want to, um, or you maybe you're thinking, um, oh, I bummed out on my diet last night, I ended up having a bottle of wine and a pizza, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to, you know, feel bad, so I'm going to go for a run. And so in your mind, you're basically telling yourself you feel bad and you don't want to feel bad, and I'm going to go for a run, which means you're punishing yourself in a way or you're trying to force yourself to think differently. Mm-hmm. But either way, ultimately, it's not a thought that is what you would be thinking if you felt in control of your body. Yeah. 
so you're not me. going for a run because you really feel like getting out in nature and enjoying the run. You're going for a run by way of atoning for what you've exactly. done. Exactly. Yeah. So the thought process is much simpler in terms of getting this getting this easier because it's step two. So once you've understood the the full the full picture of this, which will come after I've done the five steps. Once you've understood the full picture of this, you'll see how easy it is to get your thoughts to toe the line. And you won't have to think so much about that backward thinking and that gaslighting thinking. Sure. Um, step three is the visualisation. Now, this is crucial. Let's uh, get visual. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, however... I, just, I don't know where that came from. Me either, but I liked it. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, some people can't visualise. Like, it's oh. just... And for someone who is a very visual person... I find that surprising, yeah. Same. But you would be surprised how many people I come across that yeah. really struggle to get a picture in their mind. Right. So in which case, if you struggle to visualise, that's where vision boards come in. Yeah. Like, have the sure. visual representation in front of you that you can look at, that you can put into <laughs> your mind, rather than just imagine it. And if you do visual person in your mind and you can see images in your head yeah. then a vision board is still it's still good fun exactly yeah for you pinterest lovers <laughs> um i love pinterest yeah she's got a folder for everything i do um so that's the visualization side of it uh the action side of it is basically everything that you want if you think about uh laying in bed all day and if you've got your feelings on point, your thoughts on point, you're visualising on point, but if you're in your bed all day, how are you going to be in a space where you can then receive, which is step five, what it is that you want? Yeah, nothing's so going to happen. Yeah, so you have to do something mm-hmm. to to tell the universe that there is thought in motion. Mm-hmm. Because when we create motion, the universe will then give us motion back. Then um, it's it's like wanting a new body or like not a new body, but wanting to get fit and toned. And I use this example because it's quite a very common one. So yep. I'm just being generic. But you've got your feelings, you've got your thoughts, you've got your visuals, you've got everything aside. But if you sit in bed all day, like that body's not coming. That vitality, that health that you so want, that you've got these perfect steps for, it ain't coming. The action is not marrying up with everything else. Exactly. Yeah. So the action has to be in alignment yeah. with those other things too. And then the fifth step, which is the last one, is receive. And this is where some people fall over because sometimes you don't really know that you, you've got it when it's there because it might be a little bit skewed. It might be that perfect person but with a few fingers and toes missing so you discount it. <laughs> you know, it might not look exactly the way that you thought that in your mind had visualised it, so you miss it. So yeah. sometimes the receiving struggle is that you don't even notice it when you've got it. Sometimes the receiving is that do you feel worthy of it once you get it? Like you might be surprised. Like what would you do when you actually get that? Are you ready to get it? Mm-hmm. Are you actually ready to win $20 million in Powerball? Mm. Like are you? What would, like, yeah, we all dream about what we would do with bazillions of dollars, but would you really be ready? Actually having it's another thing. Exactly. Yeah. So those components are there, and the feelings, thoughts, visual, action, receive, you must go in those order, in that order, for manifesting to work. Why? 
because that's the way that the universe delivers it back to you. So it's almost like for it to have depth, for it to have weight, for it to have solid foundation, it has to be built up through those five steps for it to finally arrive at you. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. How do you know that? How how did you come to realise that? Um, I was taught this way um, by one of my teachers Mm. um, and... It's a, it's just physics mm-hmm. as, as much as, so Dr. Joe Dispenza is, um, is my favorite person of all time because mm-hmm. he mixes science and spirituality mm-hmm. together. And so this is the scientific behind the manifesting of things. But then when we talk about manifesting, we look at it as quite a, not a spiritual thing, but we look at it as quite a magical thing. Yeah. Or something that's yeah. just like, oh, manifest. Yeah. But you've done this, haven't you? I, I've lived my life like this since I've known about it. So I manifested, in 2019, I manifested 12 feature articles in magazines, including Marie Claire, Who Magazine, Daily Mail. Um, I manifested being a guest speaker on podcasts, and now I've freaking got my own podcast. <laughs> Um, and none of that was in my manifesting. So sometimes you get more than what it was that you thought that you were worthy of because a lot of the time when people manifest something or want to manifest something, it's based on their limiting belief of what they're worthy of. So it's like mm. we're going to use Laura's example of what she's been wanting, which is a new home, a bigger home essentially because they're outgrowing their beautiful little cottage. <laughs> um, and... Um, when you when you think about what it is that you want, you, without realizing it, you're capping your worth mm. on your limiting beliefs about what w- could be possible. You know, and then so what happens if you just completely miss the fact that there is this beautiful mansion that's sitting over there that is basically just ready for you? I, I've seen those. <laughs> so that's why in manifesting, there are only two rules that you can't do. Oh, go on. One is you can't tell the universe when. Right. So time cannot be something that we can work on in terms of weeks, days, months, years. That's what you put your faith and trust in, that the timing is divine timing. Yeah. Yeah. So when your vibration, when your energy reaches the point where it reaches what it is ready to receive receive because it's the same frequency, you get it. So it's, it's when you get to the frequency, you will get it. And yeah. you can't put time on how long it's going to you take you to get to that frequency. That's not for you no. to say. And so when you say when, yeah. um, you oh. might say like, um, okay, by the end of 2021, I want to have $50,000 saved up in the bank for a deposit. Yep. Or I want to meet the men of my dreams by X date, yep. X year, X yep. age. So when we say when, what you could be doing is potentially sabotaging getting it earlier. Oh, okay, sure. So if it's meant for you, if that $50,000 in the bank for a deposit is meant for you, then who's to say that you don't go and enter a raffle that you totally forgot about at some local sponsorship fundraising thing and you win $2,000 cash? Mm. You know, so the universe will give the money to you. Yeah. Regardless of if you plan, okay, if I save $250 a month into the bank, then by the end of this time, I'm going to have my $50,000. Mm-hmm. Great. 
but don't just manifest it based on the time that you think makes sense to you because the way the universe works is not in common human sense. So you need to take time because the universe doesn't work on days, weeks, months, years, hours. Mm -hmm. It works on divine time. So when you vibrate at money, you will be directly compensated for the vibration of money. And then the other thing that you can't do is tell the universe how. So it's like saying, I want to meet an American man that is the love of my life. But I don't know how that's going to happen because I live in Australia and people can't travel because of COVID. So you're almost like telling yourself you can't have it before there's the potential that you could have it. Mm -hmm. You might be saying... um, I want a, so Laura wants a, a, a $2.5 million beach, beautiful home. Oh, beach yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. So, but in your mind right now, that seems impossible, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, you'll bring it on as if that's going to happen. Yeah, unicorn. Yeah. So that's how. Like, you don't know how. Don't, don't think that, that mm. the universe is a human and that it has to jump through human hoops. It doesn't. It just needs to read your vibration and you just need to give it some time to get it to you and you just need to make sure that you are in the position to receive it. Right. Okay. You said something a few seconds ago um, that made me think of another question. Um, And it was, you said, if it was meant for you, if it was, Mm -hmm. then it will be yours. At what stage might you realise something that you want to manifest is not right for you? Like, how do you know that it's not meant for you? When you get it. (laughs) (laughs) Or when you don't get it. Or when you don't get it, and then you can think, well, first of all, the universe has given me something different. Mm. But that comes down to how how much of a, a high vibrational being you are. Because... If you're looking at what you're getting and it's not exactly what you want but you're getting a ton of stuff that's very close to what you want and you're not getting it, then you're a spoiled brat. (laughs) Got you. Yep. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like what about what you are getting and what if the universe is giving you to feel all these feelings and it's just not enough for you? So it's in perception. They might have no blue clue. For sure. Yep. They just might not be seeing it that way. Mm. But if you're someone who knows how to do this, then you've got a little bit more awareness of the way that things work. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, we're all going to learn how to do this. You are. And we're going to use me as an example. You are. Which is very strange, but (laughs) go on. (laughs) This whole thing is very strange, so I'm just going to go go with with it. Just trust Tracy. Go a little bit outside my um, little... Bubble of comfort. Yep. (laughs) I'm going to talk about Laura. Yep. All right, so you know I want a new house. Yeah, and so what are you getting right now in your reality? Day to day, today, what do you have already when it comes to this new house that you want? What do I have? Mm -hmm. What is the universe delivering to you as of today Uh when it comes to the new house that you want? Um, Opportunities to get my existing house ready for sale. Mm Mm-hmm. What else? You talking about this <laughs> shit? Yes. And recording. That's a good one. What else? Um, a okay. couple of additions to the Pinterest folder. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
bit of, working on the butler's pantry. Bit of perusing the realestate.com. Yeah, I have not had the chance to do any of that today. I've been physically doing stuff today. Yep. It's been You're good. in the action. Mm. In the doing. Well, it's all about action. It is. <laughs> so, um, when you think about where you are right now about what it is that you've been wanting. So if everyone can think of something that they've been wanting for a long time, today is the day that you listen to this and you say, okay, well, this is what the universe has been giving me, so this must be what I'm asking for. So what you have been asking for up until today is wanting a new home. So you're continuing to want a new home every day. Yeah, and plus I've wanted a chance to finally sort out the laundry starter. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And when you're maybe working your ass off or just even doing little bits of steps and steps and steps, then what you're getting today is work and needing to do the dirty work or the behind the scenes or the steps to get what you want. Yeah. So it means that what you have been thinking and feeling about is these are the things I've got to do before I get what I want. So the universe is going to continue to give you more things to do before you get what you want. Oh, really? See, I was trying to avoid all the dirty steps and all the dirty shit. Because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I was like, but can't we just get away with selling it and not having to do every little thing? You can. You yeah. can. But you're just not going to get the value yeah. because of what you already manifested in the value. Yep. So, so now here is... I go having to do the dirty work. Exactly. I'm dirtying it up. Yeah. Yep. You're getting down and dirty. Oh, it was dirty. <laughs> but apparently if we put music on. Yes. What was the other thing? Music um, and something else gets you going? Something. I can't remember. <laughs> You should listen to last week's <laughs> podcast, though. So, basically, it's a matter of just realizing, okay, well, if I want something, then whatever whatever state I'm in today, right now, as we speak, in regards to what it is that I want, then that's because I've been telling the universe, this is what I want right here. Right. In yeah. I want, mm-hmm. which is... I know I don't have it, which means the universe is going to continue to not give it to you and going to continue to give you things to want. Yep. So you're wanting yep. to get the laundry and the butler pantry done. Yep. And you you told the universe you wanted things to do because you've been vibrating as I want. Mm-hmm. You've told the, the universe that you've wanted a new butler's pantry and mm-hmm. all of these things, mm-hmm. so that's what you're getting. I didn't tell the universe I wanted to do it myself. And that's where the crystal clarity comes into it. It's not going to happen on its own, though, is it? No. So that's when, no, well, it could happen in many different ways, though, just not the ways that we humanly, common sense, past experience, logic, rationale, closed mind, limited beliefs tells us it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So... When we think of it as today we have, whether it's the body that we've been wanting, today is a complete representation of what you've been telling the universe that you want because of the way you've been feeling about it, thinking about it, doing it and receiving it and visualising it. Yes. Most of the time it is an inconsistent message that the universe is being given as well, which you'll understand in a second. And so the universe will give you a, a ton of inconsistency too. 
And so if you're giving out inconsistent messages, then you're telling the universe that you like being inconsistent. So it's going to deliver life to you inconsistently. So some days are going to be great. Some days are going to be shit. Some mornings might be great and some afternoons might be shit. There's going to be a ton of inconsistency if you're inconsistent. Yeah, just because we're not consciously living every single day. With, For sure. With these things at the forefront of our minds. But yeah. then that's, you know. That's going to happen. Yeah. So if you can think about it as there are parts of our lives for each of us that we we want to start to see as that we deliver we we live deliberately and consciously and intentionally and those parts really should be number 1 your vitality your health and well-being that should always be number 1 because everything else after that is really difficult or it's almost like putting pushing shit up a hill because if your vitality and your health is there then your vibration's high mm-hmm. So then everything else comes after that. So if you see people um, like Tony Robbins, one of my teachers, if you see him, his vitality is at the forefront of everything and that's what he teaches. And then everything after that just comes. Everything after that is much easier to do. It's it's clearer, it's simpler, happens easier. So when you've got that um, vitality and then you've got, say, relationships, that's another thing that people should live consciously, intentionally, and deliberately. Um home, job, the parts of our lives that are the biggest parts of our lives in a pie chart of life, yeah. we should pull back and do a stock take on that and go, well, what the fuck have I, what, what, have I, what standard have I set for myself? Mm-hmm. And we should be consciously, deliberately and intentionally living those areas of our life. Yeah. Get into the habit of doing that. For and sure. it's only... It's only something that you have to get into at the beginning. It's very easy to maintain it once you have it. It's like high vibration. It's very easy to maintain it once you get there. Yeah. So I have what I... So when we when we mix all these five um, steps together, it creates what we call a vortex yeah. of energy. Yeah. I have vortexes in my life that are things that I want tonight. Yeah. And then I've got vortexes in my life that I call maintenance vortexes. And they're things like my marriage is a maintenance vortex. My home, like as in just the dynamic of my home, is yeah. a maintenance vortex. Hmm. Because I've got them to where I want them to be, and now I just need to maintain them. Yeah, that just makes upkeep sense. them. Yeah, right. So the effort is nowhere near as, um, as time-consuming, which you'll understand in a minute as well. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I want everyone to do is pick one thing that they're going to choose that they want, that yep. they've been wanting, yep. and that they that they want to get the manifesting right about how to get it. Yeah, and if, like you were saying before, if you've got something that you feel as though you have been manifesting but you haven't yet got. Yeah, pick that. Yeah. Yep. And so now we're going to do a literal workshop kind of thing where we're going to get you to the point where you can manifest this and we're going to see how long it takes everyone to get it. Yep. So we're going to use Laura's as an example, which is the new home. Yep. Yes, please. <laughs> and so what we need to recognize, if if you get a piece of paper and you put a H for home in the middle of that piece of paper, and you can write home if you want to, but if you just do a big H, really, just for argument's sake, on the right side of that H, I want you to draw a vertical wave, wave, like a vertical wave line that kind of just goes next to the H on the outside of it on the right-hand side, and I want you to draw also one on the left-hand side. Now, 
these waves are going to represent literal frequency waves that you send out into the cosmos. So we're going to get a little bit sciencey here. The left wave of, on the H is going to be your thought waves, which is step two. And the right wave is going to be your feelings wave, which is step one. Now, for everyone, we're going to... I don't want to get straight into how we're going to manifest what we want. What I want everyone to realise is how they're getting what they've got by going through this process first. So on the right-hand wave, beside that, on the right-hand side of that, so outside of the wave, I want you to write down all the feelings that you've been feeling, currently feeling about what it is that you want. So, Laura, what feelings do you have about the new home up until today? Um, a feeling of want. Um, probably a little bit excited, but then also frustrated because hmm. I don't have it. Yeah. But then at the same time, I know that it's coming. Like we're yeah. working towards it. So a little bit content, but then a little bit excited and, yeah, a little bit frustrated, impatient. Yep. Yep. Do you want more? <laughs> in in this case, the more the better. All right. Excited about the possibility? Yep. Potential? Yep. Feeling like a potential energy? Yeah. Feeling of potential? Yep. 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 And also there's, you know, something slightly scary about the unknown as mm -hmm. well because yep. it'll be brand new, yep. like to us. We'll be starting at base for a brand new family. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so on the other side, so we, I want everyone to write down the feelings that they've had on the right side of that wave that's on the right-hand side. And above that, I want you to write feelings. On the left-hand side of the left-hand wave, I want you to write all the things that you're thinking up until today about what it is that you don't have yet, that it's what you want. So what have you been thinking about the home? About the home I want or mm -hmm. the home the I The home you want. Like specific attributes to the house? Just thinking in general. Like, are you thinking, oh, I have to call the real estate agent. I have to. Oh, yep. I have to go to Bunnings and get this stuff because I need to. I'm doing my butler's pantry. Like, I'm thinking. Yep, there's a to do list I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. There is. You mentioned before how sometimes you're thinking frustrated thoughts at the fact oh. that it's too small, but then you're also yep. thinking the opposite of that which is I'm just I love my home oh yeah and that's what um in the whole subject of manifesting I was just wondering if that's because like I wonder if I was sort of semi-reverse manifesting <laughs> wanting to move away because we've outgrown our house but then yeah sometimes I'll turn around and have a and, and look at all the renovations we've done and the girls are so happy there like I had my babies there and we are really happy there so it's like just typical mum life, really. You're so happy and blissful one minute and in love with your children and then five seconds later you're yelling at them to clean up the mess they've made. Like, I'm so happy one minute being in the house and then the next minute I'm tripping over all their toys or all mm. our things and bumping into things because there's just not enough room. Mm. And so that's not, you know, counterintuitive. It's not like counter-reacting what you're creating because... Yeah, oh, good. When, good you're in those, when you're in those really good feelings, Mm. Of I love my home, the renovations, yeah, my yeah. family in this, 
they're the feelings that the universe will consistently bring to you. Oh, so that means that when you choose a home, you're going in the new home, you're going to continue. It's like these feelings are consistent. Mm-hmm. And so the universe will give you reasons to consistently feel this. Oh, good. So what you're actually doing mm-hmm. is you're being counterintuitive when you think the negative thoughts, not the positive thoughts. I just can't help those negative thoughts. Yeah, so you're not telling the universe that I want to stay in my home because I'm loving it. <laughs> and that's what you meant. Yeah. You're not doing that at all. You're just telling yep. the universe how you want to feel. Oh, so it's the contrary. Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, so if you're thinking all of these practical things when it comes to the house uh, oh, or yep. whatever yep. it is that the listeners uh, have chosen, I want you to write down all the things that you've been thinking. Mm-hmm. Not how you want to think, how you think you should be thinking after listening to all the episodes and after listening to what I've already said in this episode. I just want you to literally write down what you've been thinking about what it is that you want that you don't have yet. Where we're at right now. Yes. We're painting our picture right now. Yes. And then understanding why we're here right now. Yes. And then we can understand how we can be somewhere else, maybe. So clever. <laughs> so clever. I'm so getting it. <laughs> you are. So now what I want you to recognise is that that left-hand wave is your thought wave, and I want you to write thought above that. Now, above the word thought and above the word feeling, I want you to write things as well. Above the word thought, I want you to write electric wave. And then above the word feeling, I want you to write magnetic wave or electromagnetic wave is really what it is. Now, these waves, science says or physics says that after 30 seconds of feeling a a feeling or thinking a thought, we emit a full wavelength. And these waves, that these vertical waves are going to represent your full feeling and your full thought wave. Now, most of the time when we want something fairly consistently like you want your new home, it's not a decision that one day you want it and next day you don't. It's like that's what I'm doing and that's what yes. I want. Yeah. It, you're pretty much going to be fairly consistently feeling and thinking something. So you're going to send out these waves fairly consistently. You're going to emit them pretty much. Like if, if you could see your energy right now, you would see these waves pretty consistently mm-hmm. and constant just buzzing out of you. Hmm. Now... The thing to recognise about waves is that the electric wave, when it goes out, what it's doing is if you can just imagine a wave coming out of your head and that wave is going out and what it's doing is it's looking for something, another wave, that matches the same frequency that it's at. So the frequency is based on the thoughts that you're thinking. So if you're thinking practical thoughts that are, I've got to do my to-do list, I've got to do this, and I'm frustrated, but then I'm happy, and all of this, then what what that wave is going to do is it's going to keep going out until it finds someone or something or an event or a situation that vibrates at the same frequency. And when it meets that other frequency, you will experience that experience of thought. So that's the thought manifesting into reality. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like I was saying to you before the podcast started, you're going to be at the same frequency as everyone else that's house hunting for a price bracket that's got the same vision, the same dream, same thing, same money, same, yeah, Yeah, there's going to be a lot of ingredients that the universe has that are going to sort of deliver you the same kind of cake with your ingredients. So, you're going to end up going to an open home on a Saturday and you're going to be there with people that's waves are the same. So when you're at an open home, you experience those thoughts manifested. Make sense? Yeah. But then when you leave that space and that wave 
separates from another wave, it's just a thought. It's not manifested into your reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So it becomes manifested when it meets another wave. Now, when you have your feeling wave, it is an electromagnetic wave. Now, this wave, when it goes out, when it's coming out of your gut or your belly or your heart, it's coming out and it's looking for another a wave that also vibrates at the same frequency as it. But what this one does is it start, it's the same as the electric wave. When it hits it, it starts experiencing it. But because it's magnetic, it actually pulls the experience back to you and therefore perpetuates it for longer. So instead of just being a feeling manifested into your reality when you are in that position, you continue to feel that feeling like a delayed response. That feeling stays with you. It's like someone could die today and in a year's time, I can still feel grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, so that's more assist, like feelings are more sustainable than thoughts. Like thoughts can come and go. Yeah. And feelings, you can remember that feeling forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we're on like a loop with our feelings. So mm-hmm. in this case, the two waves that we have going, the most important and vital wave to focus on when it comes to manifesting is your feeling wave, and that's why it's number one. Got you. Now, if everyone looks down at their piece of paper now and sees their thoughts and their feelings, how much of those are the same? How much of those match up to each other in terms of frequency? Mine don't really. Not really. No. Definitely not consistently. No. So what we have is two separate waves going out into the universe and the universe can deliver sometimes what you're feeling, sometimes what you're thinking, and then when you're not feeling or thinking that, it can deliver whatever the fuck it wants. Mm -hmm. Whatever your general vibe is is what you're going to get that fills up the space the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is how most people live mm-hmm. their whole life. Mm-hmm. And then they're just in this reactive ego survival mode, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And this is what life looks like when you're not living deliberately and intentionally and consciously. Before you get woke. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that word. But anyway. I know. It's something <laughs> new. It's, it's such a buzzword oh. at the minute. I just, I'm just, just like gratitude. Yeah. And that's so in this podcast. I'm so woke. <laughs> in this podcast, I do not use those words. Like, Laura will spit them out, like shadow and woke. And I love it because like, oh, you look oh. at me, that look you give me, <laughs> part of me dies. <laughs> a huge part of me dies. And just you like see it. Every time you say. It's like I'm a fairy probably, dies. Tinkerbell probably, dies when you say fairies aren't real. I do believe in fairies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> part of me dies when you say something like, it's probably going to upset a lot of people. But, <laughs> yeah. oh, but might be a little bit controversial, but Laura just goes, Ugh. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's going to get good. All right. But it's okay. real. Yep. And it's not airy fairy and it's not wooey. And it's the word woke, woke is so wooey. Anyway, 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 anyway. I'm not judging. I'm just being real. Anyway, back to, being the, you. Back to the podcast. Yes. So what we have is. Everyone can see now that, first of all, step one and step two are a bit funky. Thoughts, feelings. Yeah. And your step one and your step two are funky in terms of they're not manifesting the same thing, are they? Uh, no. So already on step one and step two, no matter how hard you visualise, 
go to open homes and say, I'm ready for a home, you ain't getting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Mm-hmm. And if you do get it, it might not stay yours. It might end up being a shit show. Not what we want. It won't be quite right. Mm-hmm. There'll be some kind of compromise. There'll be an argument between yep. you and your husband yep. about, you know, who wants it and who doesn't. And yep. I told you we shouldn't have done this. And <laughs> it just opens up the potential for mm. whatever the universe wants to fill the gaps with. Yep. Got you. Correct? Mm-hmm. So then if you can think about the fact that you've got your visual in that, what you're visualising lizing, visualizing at the moment is also inconsistent. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the new home, because you don't really know what you want. I know bits and pieces of what I want. Yeah. Mm. But as a full one whole picture, mm. you've got bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So what are you Absolutely. telling the universe you want? These are the things I actually want and these are the things I'm open to being okay In with. your visual, what you're telling the universe is a mishmash of a puzzle. <sighs> rather than one coherent visual. Yeah. So when you visualise, you have to visualise it with crystal clear clarity. I can't picture the exact house that I want to move into, though. So don't picture the exact house, then. I can picture the elements that I really would like. Yeah. So don't visualise anything other than you in these thoughts and feelings. Mm. So are you going to keep... What what part of your home now will you take into your new home? Will you take your bed? Like everything. Your lint, like everything. Yeah. So just well, imagine yourself. Okay, just imagine yourself. Oh, sorry. Yes. Go on. In going with in Lucy life. and or just imagine yourself lying in Maya's bed with her, oh, reading her a story. Sure. Yeah. Feeling the feelings and mm. thinking the thoughts. Visualize yourself just experiencing it, mm. so that you know that mm. if you are feeling this way that you want to feel when we get to the real vortex that we're going to create Mm. if you're thinking and feeling this then you're just going to trust that you're really fucking stoked with your house Mm, gotcha yeah so the visual that you have is hugely important in also derailing the process yeah yeah because if you're visualizing patchwork that's why your house right now that you're living in is patchwork With, and you've been the, to my house. <laughs> with the, but with the laundry that's in its adolescence yeah. phase, like in the message that you sent yeah. me this morning, it's not, not quite sure what it wants to be. No. Do you know what I'm saying? But I've got a bath set up in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it really is having identity crisis <laughs> because you are giving the universe these visuals and it's delivering it to you. Yeah. Except it's not how you, the order that you see it in and it's in the not the house that you want it in. Oh, that little place just needs to be many things. <laughs> For now. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm. But that's what you're getting. Yeah. Like, you've manifested that happening today or over the weekend because you've told the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts, your feelings, and your visual have aligned, and that's what you've gotten. I'm happy with that. But it's not in your new home. No, 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 no. no. This is this house to say goodbye to. Yeah, but that's but the universe is delivering it to you now, and you're missing the fact that the universe has delivered to you what you want in your new home now. (laughs) Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> was I'm like, happy. I'm not sold. <laughs> I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now because I know I, I need know. to do this to get there. I know, but what yeah. I'm trying to show you is that right here, right now, we did the thoughts and the feelings, and yeah. now we're doing the right here, right now, the universe is giving you a visual representation of what you have been visualizing. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So the visual component of it is hugely important, which is why things like the secret and law of attraction and all that stuff focus on vision boards. Yeah. Because it's much 
clearer when you've got a Pinterest folder mm. with the exact picture of what you want. Mm. Not as a whole, mm. but just the bits and pieces. Mm. Yeah? With you. Yeah. And so you can kind of create a whole picture, but what I want people to recognize is that if you don't have a whole picture, mm. then you just need to visualize yourself and what you look like when you're feeling and thinking in your new home. Yeah, I've got to. Yeah. I like that. Visualize yourself just sitting on the deck drinking a glass of wine. Mm. Like that's the visual that you can go with if you don't have the exact home that you want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be something there to yeah. go on. Yeah. So if you've got, say at home, if your thing is um, you want to lose 40 kilos, mm-hmm. then what you need to do is maybe you won't know what you look like after that. Maybe you don't know whether your boobs are going to need a boob job or whether you're going yeah. to have saggy skin on your belly. Maybe you and, can't picture that. Yeah. like, And you're not going to want to. No. But what you can do is picture yourself looking confident and mm-hmm. feeling sexy and feeling vital and maybe feeling feminine or masculine, whatever it is that you want to feel. Feeling amazing because you've just walked out of a shop buying yeah. clothes the size that you wanted. From the label that you've always wanted to. Yeah, gotcha. So visualise yourself looking like you're experiencing that moment. Yeah. Yeah? And feeling it. Unless you have the exact house that you want. And you can print it out and stick it up. Yeah. Unless no, you have do not. a pitch, a photograph of yourself, of what you used to look like, and you'd be happy if you could just look like that again. Yeah. Not a photo of someone famous who looks banging nope. with a Photoshop. Unless you have a photograph of the person that you want to be with, which is really fucking scary, I might add. Creepy. Yeah, a little bit. A bit stalkerish. So maybe don't do maybe that. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yourself holding hands, like looking down and seeing the visual of you holding someone's hand and feeling and thinking, I feel and think this way because I'm with the man of my dreams or the woman of my dreams. Yeah. Or the it or the what, whatever it is. I want to be politically correct. I don't want to exclude, sorry. Human. Yeah, human. Well, even that's a... (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Let's not go there. Um, So... However, the spiritual being has manifested in its lifetime. Oh, gosh. We need an acronym for that. Yes. So that's the visual component of it. Okay. So if you don't have the exact visual of what you want, then you need to start thinking about changing your visual process and instead visualize yourself in that moment of experiencing whatever it is that you want. I'm going to go with the Maya in bed Yeah, I like that. Feeling. Yeah, that's nice. Because like you said, we're bringing all our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got her that bed. Yep. So... That's coming with you. Big girl bed. Big girl bed. <laughs> Even though it's a cute little teeny tiny toddler oh, bed. It's so cute. Pull it out. Anyway, then we're going to move on to action. Now, this is where I say, Laura, if yes. you are... Yes, Tracy. ...sitting at home... Yes. ...thinking and feeling and visualising this new home... Yes. ...is that new home just all of a sudden going to become yours? Yeah. What action do you have to take? <laughs> Wrong answer. What action do you have to take... What do you have to do Yep. to so get that home? Lots of things. Get our house polished, speak to real estate. You have to go to open homes. Houses. You have to go on. Yep. You have to look. Yep. You have to be active in the process yeah. of, of look all the getting time. it. But, yep, we've had an agent over. 
Yep. Having someone else visit the house tomorrow. Yep. So you're taking action. Taking action. Yep. Yep. So the action is sometimes the easiest part for people once they've got a clear direction of where they've got to go. Mm. And sometimes it's the hardest for people because if you want to lose 50 kilos, Mm. then sometimes the hardest thing to do is to get you up and moving. That's a lot of action. To get you up and doing meal prep. Yep. To get you up and put that donut down. Yep. Like... There's a lot. Yeah. So the action can sometimes be the hardest part for people. Yep. Absolutely. Which is why you have to get realistic. Yep. You have to really get realistic about the action that you're going to take and that you're not because you could do step one, step two, and step three perfectly and fall on your ass for step four. If we're doing step four, especially the feelings and the thoughts and the visualisation, but if we're doing them well and, and they will help us do yeah, because you won't be correct. Like, we're your vibrations them like a motherfucking crutch. Mm-hmm. Once we've got them polished, hopefully they will help us through the action. Well, if you think about it, chances are that in going through the thoughts, the feelings, and the the visualization, that yeah. your vibe has risen. Yeah, yeah. You've got to keep that going. Correct. Yeah. So this is where, with the action thing, you might need to have some accountability. Mm. This yeah. is why people get life coaches and spiritual coaches yeah. and and and. and P, um, PTs, like this yeah. is why people get things that say, okay, well, is this going to support my desired outcome if I'm sitting on my ass? Yeah. No. Mm. So I need to invest sometimes, whether it's in time, money, energy, I need to invest in something to do the action that's required. Yeah. Because where focus goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. So that would send energy to your action, but then the action is the motion. So we need to create the motion to give the universe an opportunity to give you reaction. Yep. So this is another law of cause and effect. Like it comes into all of those steps. But in the action, if the cause is I'm going to sit on my ass and do nothing, then the react, the effect that you're going to get is crickets. It's a fat ass. Exactly. Action equals reaction. Correct. Got it. So the action part, you know, like I with a lot of my clients, I use my example of the Tony Robbins intervention that I had oh yeah so I went to an event where I saw him and I've been he has been someone that I have followed since I was 18 and I went to his event a few years ago and when I was there I was just like oh yes I had a vision from spirit that was a download that I knew that I was going to be speaking to him personally I just knew I was going to have a conversation with him and that's just a psychic thing And so when I left there, I manifested it. So I did the thoughts, the feelings, and the visualization, and I could see it because I could hold on to the vision that Spirit had given me. So I had a little bit of help. But Tony Robbins lives in Fiji or America, travels the world. He's a billionaire, a multi-billionaire. Is Tony Robbins going to walk into my house in North Avoca on the Central Coast Mm. if I think, (laughs) feel, and visualize? No, probably not. So what I had to do was take the action to put myself in the proximity of receiving it. So I had to buy a plane ticket. I had to book accommodation. I had to book an event ticket and I had to go. Thank God you said event ticket and not like stalker binoculars. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to go and put myself in the position to receive. So all the work that I'd done the universe could deliver it to me and I could receive it because I followed the steps. Sure. If I was to just go to the event, like so many people do, yeah. 
but they didn't have the steps before it, they're not going to get the intervention that I got. That's why only like 10 of us got it. Mm -hmm. In the seven-day event, 10 people got to speak to him directly and I was one of them for two and a half hours. Mm, It's a long time. I did the thought, the feeling, the visual, and I put myself there and where I was ready to receive it. Yeah. The other 5,000 people that were in the same space as me at the same time didn't. Mm -hmm. They did the same action as me. Yeah, they showed up. Yeah, but they didn't do it in order and they didn't do the steps. Mm. Make sense? It does. So then the final step is receive, and this can be the hardest part because, first of all, you have to know what it is when you're seeing it to say, yes, please. You have to know that you're worthy of receiving it Mm. and that, that it's finally here. So, yes, this is your moment. Take it and absorb it and enjoy it. Um, sometimes you have to maybe what, you know, what in the spiritual sort of arena, we call it, um, a grand gesture. And maybe at the point of receiving, you have to also trade or give a grand gesture to the universe that just says, thank you, I'm taking it. And that just might simply be that it's in front of 5,000 people in an auditorium. It's like stage fright. Hello. Like, Never did I ever think that I would have this experience and have to then speak in front of 5,000 people, but my grand gesture was my authentic truth and my authentic voice. Because you got personal. I did. Yep. So, <laughs> let's not go there. That's a whole other yeah, episode. So, we can do so, an episode on that if you want. Stop. Shut up. Okay. No, back to Laura. I'm just teasing. <laughs> so, are you ready to receive what is for your highest good? And like, for example, with the podcast thing. Mm-hmm. So if I manifested a speaker gig on a podcast and ended up getting maybe three or four different podcast speaker gigs and now I have my own podcast, what if when, when that opportunity came up, which came up from you and the universe delivered it via you, what if I said no? So you've got to recognize that sometimes the universe is giving you even more than you had manifested. Mm-hmm. It might be more. Mm. And you might just go, wow, like, I'm not worthy. Or Mm. I don't know how to cope with that. And that's where that grace of that grand gesture comes in. Right. Where you've just got to go, thank you. And realise. And realise that you obviously, this is for your highest good. You're there, so accept it. Take it and learn how to deal with it once you've taken it. Gotcha. You know, recognise that what the universe has given you is meant for you. Yeah. And if it's better than what you had ever thought possible, Mm. that's okay. Just The universe has not got it wrong. You don't have to figure it out. There's nothing to figure out. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. It's like when people are in relationships and their partner is like the most amazing person they've ever met, Mm. whether they're just dead set good looking, like, Mm. and everyone would think that they were good looking because they've just got that face. Mm. And you're just thinking that I'm the most plain Jane in the world. And you look at them and you just think, what did I do to deserve such a beautiful man or beautiful woman or Mm. beautiful whatever? And because you're fucking awesome. Yeah, that's it. Because they don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So when you look at how you are with what it is, so yours is the home, and for everyone else that's listening, it's whatever that they've been wanting to get and they haven't got yet. Yeah, have a think about it. People. Can you see that because of the inconsistency and the lack of order and the lack of deliberate, focused 
processes. Yeah, because this is a tool. This is like it's comprehension. <laughs> we have mm-hmm. to go and uh-huh. write all this down. Yep. I'll be doing some work tonight for sure. But this is why what you have is not what it is that you want. And yep. this is why yep. what you have is inconsistent. And this is why for some people they get so close and they lose it. Yeah. It's like finding the perfect home and putting an offer in and someone beating you. Mm. It's so close. Is that just not what's meant for you? Because something better's coming along? Well, that's a really great way to look at it. <laughs> it's almost gaslighting. But anyway, um, yeah. sometimes, sometimes mm. that other person just did all the steps. Mm. But it doesn't matter because what basically you've told the universe you want inconsistency and that you don't really trust what you can have or how you can have it. So the universe is just going to give you more opportunity not to trust mm. and not to have it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I feel as though so I've had this lecture and a lesson recorded. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but it's good. Yep. So this is pretty, um, it's pretty in-depth, obviously, and it is difficult yep. to just have it from an, audit, an audio yep. um, platform. So I will draw step-by-step pictures or little diagrams, and I'll put them up in a swipe right type situation. I so you should do a little video with Teacher Tracy and a little <laughs> blackboard. I can do that. A little whiteboard. Sure. <laughs> Glasses. Yeah. Got a tight white button up shirt. Look at you. Loud <laughs> visualising. Go on. <laughs> Is there music on? Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So closing words. So that is basically the 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 background, the understanding, the fundamentals, the foundations of why, how your life is the way that it is right now, how you've created your reality. So when we do um, next week look at creating a vortex, which I'm not going to go into now because once I start it, I'm going to just then continue in. So I'll save that whole thing for next week. Yeah. But Plus we've been speaking for an hour already. No. Wow. <laughs> Time just, like, sucks up. We've done it again. (laughs) Just, like, sucks up. So um, what I need everyone to understand is that this is how you are where you are right now. And you are consistently and constantly creating your reality. So when we actually create the vortexes for the manifesting that we want next week, you'll see very clearly, it'll be so much more obvious to you, how you already have a ton of vortexes running in the world, in the universe, that you didn't even know you had. And it's going to make so much sense as to why life is the way it is right now for you because you'll see the vortexes that you've had going that you didn't know. We can recognise them. You'll see them. Skill up. You'll see some ones that are so blatantly obvious, like usually the relationship and the body and the job ones. They're usually very just like you just see it and you're just like, oh, that's how. Yeah, where I am. Okay, I don't want that anymore. So just seeing it, just accepting it for what it is, it's because what we've been putting out, that's where we're at. Yeah, right here, right now. Don't be resistant to it, just that's just where we're at. Mm -hmm. We're just getting a picture. Yep. Cool. Yep. 
Tracy. Yesy. It's ghost story time. Are you ready? It's coming from Jess. Thanks, Jess. You wrote in a while ago, so thanks for being patient. I hope you've stuck with us. (laughs) I'm going to read it out. There's a ghost story and then there's a question. Okay. All right. So it says, first of all, I just want to let you both know I am absolutely loving the podcast. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. We like doing it. Now, for my ghost story. When I was around the age of nine, I stayed the night at my grandparents' house with one of my older sisters. I slept in the bed, which was positioned with the doorway at the foot of the bed. During the night, I woke to see the ghost slash spirit of a lady standing in the doorway looking at me. Sorry, wait a second. Did you say say how old she was? She was nine. Okay, yep. She was really tall, her head almost reaching the top of the doorframe. And in her arms, she was holding a baby. She didn't try to communicate with me. She just stood there looking at me. I was so scared at what I was seeing, I hid under the covers, too scared to call out to my sister who was asleep in the same room. I never really thought too much about who it could have been when I was younger. It wasn't an old house, and I think my grandparents may have been the only people to have lived in that house. I'm 37 now and can still remember it like it was yesterday. I often wonder now if it could have been one of my great-grandmothers who passed before I was born. Mm-hmm. Jess. Mm-hmm. Did she know who the baby would have been, I wonder? Because grandparents or whoever is in spirit if a baby has passed away or a child has passed away and their biological parents are still earthside, whoever they're like next of kin, in inverted oh, okay. ears, ears on the other side, will care for that child until the um, biological parent passes. Oh, okay. And then that child is seen with them from my perspective. So um, it could well have been your great-grandmother or grandmother? Great-grandmother? Great-grandmother. It could very well have been. I don't know. I'm not getting anything. Um, because it's a long time ago. And when I go into Jess's, um, energy to do this, um, what I get a lot of is memory rather than fact, because those tall, the tall figures in a doorway is actually very common, but they're actually, they're tall, but, um, they're actually floating as well. So they look tall, but they're also not touching the ground. So, the ground isn't their point of where they need to be solid grounded to. Right. They're just there. Wow. Okay. Um, did it say there was a shadow? Um, no. Or just a figure? Uh, woke to see the ghost slash spirit of a lady standing in the doorway looking yeah. tall. Yep. Yep. So um, the first thing, I guess, in identifying who it might have been would be to find out whether there was a baby in spirit whose biological parent would still be alive. Um, and that might be difficult because um, if it's a great-grandmother, then that probably wouldn't be the next of kin for someone who would be existing now because of the the age mm. difference. Does that make sense? Mm. And so, the fact that it was in a grandparent's house. Yeah, but it was also 20-something years ago, yes. 25 years ago. Mm. So if you look back in time, a few questions you could ask yourself, Jess, would be who was still living who had lost a baby? And who would have had the next of kin be the great-grandmother to have the baby? It's not always the same. So, like, if uh, if 
Jess's grandfather was in spirit and he came through, he could have been holding the same baby. It's just whoever comes through. So when I do mediumship readings and someone has lost a baby, I will just say, who do you have in a spirit realm that, um, that, that I can call on? And I'll just call on whoever I can. And mm-hmm. then I'll just ask them to show me the baby. So the baby's not assigned to one particular spirit, but the, but it's like the next of kin spirit who comes through will show you that they have a baby. Yeah, that's so that could, they show it. Yeah, so mm. that could help her identify as to who this woman was. Yeah, okay. Um, I do feel that it was a, um, if I'm being honest, I feel that um, I don't think it was someone that she knew. Mm. I feel like it was a random because I'm actually connecting to the spirit's energy now and what I'm getting is she's a bit confused. She's not entirely sure who this is that's in that room. Like, she doesn't really know who Jess is. Mm. But we're never going to be able to confirm that no. and validate that. But that's... that's Jess might have some thoughts. Yeah. She also has a question. Oh, yay. Um, regarding orbs. My daughter, who is nine, often sees orange orbs. There are three places she sees them. On one particular no- on one particular light pole that we drive past quite often, and an old cemetery that we also drive past quite often, and also in the water when she is in the shower. Does the colour of an orb have a specific meaning? Yes, it does. This one's orange. Mm-hmm. So orange orbs are usually very happy and playful and joyful spirits. Hmm. Or, n- not spirit, it's probably just remnant energy. Oh, right. Yeah, it's quite common for young kids to be in the same spot. Like, well, to see them, to yeah, see the orange orbs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why would they be at particular places? Like she was um, saying, on a light pole. Well, they might have. Someone might have died in an accident there. Oh, okay. So cemetery, then that's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. If and it's in the shower, I don't know. It might be just an energy that's around her. No. Oh, okay. That is just attracted to her nine-year-old little girl. Yep. Joy. And because there's. Energy in water, like you were saying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. Bathroom's quite common. But orange is... Yeah. Orange is happy. Colours of orbs do make, make a big difference. So, oh, okay. um, blue orbs, uh, or blue energy, like it, and it's usually like a lapis lazuli type blue. Oh, pretty. Yeah, well, pretty, but hectic. Right. Like, if we ever do a paranormal investigation and I see that, I'm out of there. What are you going to do with me then? That's like portals to hell shit. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we've had it. We've had a couple of requests to do for me to go into this portals of hell business. And so yes. I will give Thank you. Thank you to those lovely people. I will give you something in return for allowing me to do portals to hell. Like whatever you want, whatever question you want to ask, whatever you want to talk about, I will do it. If you let me talk about portals to hell. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if the feedback comes. <laughs> Um, okay, so like a blue-ringed octopus. Kinda, when yeah. When you see that colour, it's danger, danger. Well, it is, um... Is that the dark side? Um, it's a very strong, dense energy that is very mischievous. Negative or just mischievous? Usually. Ooh. yeah. And it usually depends on location. As well. Okay. 
What uh, kind of location? No, you won't be able to sleep tonight, Lara. I'm okay. not doing this to you. Right. So, and it's portals to no, hell conversation. I'm just listening. I'm just, it's just great listening. Maybe I need to do a bonus episode <laughs> on portals to hell that Lara doesn't need to hear. <laughs> uh, it'll be a goggle box episode. <laughs> Set some videos up. Yeah, so Lara had had this idea of doing like a goggle box type um setup in terms of being able to or like a, a watch party almost where we can watch like what is it like true life haunted anything, anything? something. I'm not sure legally what we could do on a watch party, but open to suggestions. Yeah. For those that are keen. And then we can all watch it together and freak Lara out. No, um, but I can get answer questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or anything like that. I don't know. We have to workshop that little process a little bit more, I think. But that was what the goggle box reference was. It could be fun. It could be fun. We'll see. Something to do in this COVID yep. situation. Crazy town. Yes. Another way to connect. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. And thanks for your wonderful feedback on all of our platforms. It's yeah. amazing. Keep it up. We love your stories. We love the emails. We love you reaching out to us. We like to be touched. (laughs) You're a weirdo. (laughs) Love you. Bye.